Hi, I'm Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change. And now here's today's podcast. Hey, welcome to LWM Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Malachi. Thank you for tuning in this week. We have some information that will bless your hearts and bless your soul and help you to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. That's our endeavor to help you to live a better life in Christ. It's amazing at so much that is going on in the world today when you look at Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of the social media outlets and how the church is pimping themselves out just to get followers, just to get likes, just to get trending status on social media. And there's so much that is happening in the church that so many congregants are being pushed to the wayside. They're being manipulated. They're being tricked. They're being deceived. And it's by their leaders. And this is a travesty when you think about it, because leaders, you are responsible for the congregation that you're leading, for those souls that you are leading. God has placed you in a position to shepherd. And many of you are not shepherding. You're pimping the church. You're pimping the congregation and God is not pleased. Is your life worth losing because you're disobedient to the word of God, because you are compromising your stand and your walk? And when we come back, we're going to talk about it. Is it worth your life to compromise the word of God? Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. I'm Pastor Malachi, and this is LWM Podcast. We're talking about compromise. Is it worth your life? You that are in leadership position, is it worth 
your life to compromise what you're doing for God. Those that are following Christ's footsteps, the pathways that Christ has walked, is it worth your life to compromise your salvation? Today, we live in a world of compromise. It's our way of making exceptions and accommodation for others who do not agree with a prevalent set of rules and standards. Because every day the question is asked of those that are followers of Christ, does it really take all of that? Or they'll make the statement, you know what, it don't take all of that. And the all that, quote unquote, they are referring to is living a certain way, giving up certain things, not compromising their walk anymore. In their minds, it's like, why can't you still listen to certain music? Why can't you curse? All the things a believer has been saved or delivered from is now being questioned as to why they can't do those things any longer. Well, it's because now one lives by a set of biblical standard and rules governed by God. Things I used to do, things you used to do before you accept Christ into your life, we don't do any longer. We don't have a desire or we shouldn't have a desire to do them any longer. Things that were against the teaching of God's word, things that were put in place to help us live a life pleasing to him. Sure, I can do whatever I want to do. I'm grown. You can do whatever you want to do. You're grown. But the moment I accepted Christ, there are certain desires that started to decrease. And so the more I got into God, reading his word, praying, the less I wanted to do things that I used to do when I was out in the world. When it comes to God's standards, the Bible makes it clear that his standards will not be compromised. Psalms 119, 1 through 4 says, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk in his path only. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Did you hear the beginning of that? Joyful are people with integrity. When you have integrity, you are joyful. When you see people that don't have integrity, they're not very joyful. People that have integrity, they follow the instructions of the Lord. They follow the rules. They follow the standards that set before them. People of righteousness are described by the words joyful or blessed. It's those who are without a doubt wholeheartedly devoted and subservient to God's will and in their relationship to him. Those that walk in his path only and will not deviate or will not compromise his standards. People that are righteous only hear the voice of God. First King 1821 says, and Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, 
follow him. But the people answered him not a word. We know the story of Elijah and what was going on. I call this the showdown of the showdowns. He was going up against all of these prophets of Baal, and it was just him all by him. Sometimes you will be by yourself going against the odds. But you know what? You have a God that will always show up and show out, just like he did for Elijah. Elijah built that altar, poured that water on that altar, and prayed to God to pour down fire from heaven. And the fire from heaven swooped down and swallowed up the water, the altar, and everything else. The prophets of Baal couldn't perform not a thing. And God will show up for you. You just have to trust him. When we look at John 8, 47, he says, he who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. You can't hear God's words if you don't belong to God. If you're not of God, you can't hear his word. And God is only going to speak to those that belong to him. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. You that are not following God, hear me on this very carefully. You cannot pray to God and ask him for anything because he doesn't hear you. There's people that say they will pray for me that aren't in God. They don't have a relationship with God and they're going to pray for me. No, you can't pray for me. You can't pray for anyone. The only time that God hears your prayer as a sinner is when you pray of a repentant heart. You have to have a heart of repentance in order for God to hear you. You're wasting your time and you're wasting my time. I want someone that can pray and reach heaven. So I'm going to ask those that are in God, of God, walk with God, are true believers and can reach heaven. Let me read that again. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. You have to be one of his in order for him to hear you. He says, I know them. You have to be one of his in order for him to know you. And they follow him. Children of God, follow God. People of righteousness do not permit or yield to any deviation from his word. Deuteronomy 4 and 2 says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. So many people are adding and taking away from God's word. It's like when the devil was trying to quote the word to the word, which was Jesus. How are you going to quote the word to the word? And then he misquoted the word. And the word said, it is written. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. <laughs> That's what the word said to the devil. <laughs> you cannot go to Jesus and misquote the word because he is the word. Psalms 119.28 says, Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right, I hate every false way. Things that are false, God hates them. So those that are teaching the word of God falsely, God hates that. Those that are deceiving people every Sunday, week in and week out, 
God is going to judge you. Revelations 22, 18 and 19 says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Don't take away from the word of God. Don't add to the word of God that doesn't belong in the word of God. Regardless of the world's concession to ungodliness, for you to not to compromise requires an unwavering submission to God and to God alone. Joshua 24, 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua he says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. You have to stand up for what is right in your house. You have to place a standard in your home. You have to stand up for what's right in front of those children. You cannot compromise. Your children will not respect you. They'll be the first one to say, ah, nah. They ain't about nothing. They say one thing and then they do another. They're not serious. They compromise all the time. You have to stand up for what's right, even if they don't like it. You got to stand up for what's right. Psalms 119 and 10 says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. I do not want to wander from God's commandments. Yes, it gets trying sometimes. Yes, it gets hard sometimes. But we have to stand on the word of God and not wander from his commandments. There's a reason why God says in Exodus, thou shalt not do certain things. Those were a book of longs, commandments. There was a reason why he told the children of Israel not to do certain things in order to keep them on the straight and narrow. And we, too, have to stay on the straight and narrow. How do we do that? Psalms 119.15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. We have to contemplate his ways. We have to meditate on his word day and night. We have to stay in his word, and we have to lay before him on our faces, and we have to stay in constant communication with God. Today, in many churches, there are those that are being captivated through hollow and deceptive philosophies. And as believers, as Paul wrote in Colossians 2.8, we must beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. And in Hebrews 3.12, he says, beware, brethren, lest there be in you any of you an evil heart of unbelieving and departing from the living God. And Peter says to be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that you are in. In other words, Peter is saying, this is 1 Peter 3.15, Peter is commanding us not only to remain faithful in the word, but we are to defend the word 
as well as correct those who are in opposition to it. That was 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25. We have to defend the word of God. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle in all, gentle to all, able to teach, be patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. And when we come back after this short break, we're going to finish this up. Is your life worth it? Is it worth your life to compromise? Stay with me. We'll be back right after this short break. So don't count me out. If you don't see what he sees, you can tell but his glory. He's resting on me. I'm his choice. After his heart, the unveiling is But my future is just starting God is molding me and making me He's building me and shaping me A king is being born right in front of your eyes So don't count me out When you don't see what he sees can tell but his glory is resting on me I'm his choice I'm after his heart the unveiling is starting now so don't Welcome back to the show. This is LWM Podcast. We're talking about compromising. Is compromising, is it worth your life? Is it worth it? Is it worth you losing your salvation in order to compromise? Compromising God's word is never a good thing. There is no question how serious God is when it comes to us compromising his word with the values of the world. Why? So that those that are not believers or followers of Christ may then, as Timothy says, they may know to come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Second Timothy 2.26. It's a very serious matter when it comes to God's word and us compromising what the word of God says. So often people Take it very lightly in obeying what the word of God says and how we are to live a certain way 
for Christ, for others to know that there's a difference in the world and those that are followers of Christ. You know, people think it's petty when you tell them, you know, I don't listen to secular music any longer because I am now a child of God and there's music that I enjoy listening that is conducive to my walk in Christ. And that means gospel music, Christian music, because it brings worship and praise into my atmosphere. Now I'm praising and worshiping God. And while I was out in the world, I was praising and worshiping the devil. So I had that music to listen to. When you become a Christian, your music should change. Places you go should change. I don't go to the clubs any longer. That's a desire that I don't have anymore. People say, oh, you just holy roller. Well, whatever that is, you know, he put my name on the roll and considered me holy. Well, so I guess I'm a holy roller. But you have to live a life in such a way that people can see the difference. There's no compromising. There's no, oh, it's okay, go ahead. It's no big deal. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, there wouldn't be any commandments if there wasn't anything wrong with it. I see a great deal of people who profess to be Christians, yet live their lives not keeping their vows to God and with the precepts of the scriptures. In other words, they are compromising their biblical beliefs that God's word is true by still living like that of the world and the way the world lives. To me, and this is just me, that the sensual allurements of the world takes precedence over the word of God and all that it stands for, for being drawn away from the truth. When you compromise your biblical beliefs, Acts 20 and 30 says also from among themselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things and draw away the disciples after themselves. First John 2, 16 through 19 says for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, The lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. He says, little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now the Antichrist has come by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. There's so many people that are going out there considering themselves to be of Christ and they're not deceiving many people, letting them know, oh, it's okay. You can do this and it's not a sin. You can do this and still be saved. Once saved, always saved? No, because you can backslide and walk away from God. So you can walk away from God. The relationship is broken. You still belong to him, yes, but the relationship is broken. You have to renew the relationship. It's like me and my father. We can lose fellowship. We can lose relationship. That relationship can be broken, but he's still my dad. I'm still his son. I would have to go back and renew that relationship or he'd have to come back and renew that relationship, that fellowship, if it was broken. Same with God. When you come to God, when you come to Christ, there's a relationship that's built there. When you break that relationship, 
That means you have done something contrary to his word. You have to renew that relationship. You have to come back and say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Jesus warns us in Mark 4, 18 and 19, who these people are that John was talking about. Jesus in Mark, he says, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. These are the ones who, though professing to follow Christ, compromise their walk by craving worldly success and accolades from their fellow man. When we start compromising our life, what we are doing is rationalizing our behavior that is really questionable. And Jesus chastises such people. He says, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another? And do not seek the glory that comes from God only. John 5, 41 through 44. So to compromise in our allegiance and devotion to God is in fact allowing the allurements of this world along with its accompanying worries. It actually takes precedence over Christ. Matthew 6, 44 says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and the devil. And usually this comes about when he's talking about money. You can't serve money and God, but you can't serve man and God. You got to serve one or the other. Let me give you a couple of ways how we compromise God's word. Number one, failing to accept his word. Second Timothy. Four, three through four says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. This is what's happening right now. We're falling away from the, the true word of God, sound doctrine. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear sound doctrine. We don't want to hear the truth. We want to hear fables. We want to hear motivating messages that aren't conducive to our walk in God. We are setting up teachers for ourselves that aren't teaching the true word of God. That's what he's saying. They heap up teachers for themselves. The second way is placing our desires and the desires of others ahead of God. Just like in Acts 5, 4, when Ananias and Sapphira stood before the apostle, he said, while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. They lied to the Holy Spirit that when they sold their property, the money they brought to the church, they brought partial. They, they conspired amongst themselves before they got there. This is what we're going to do. And this is what people do. They conspire against you. But it's the Holy Spirit that reveals it to you. And it revealed to the Apostle Paul that they lied and they died right there on the spot. Can you imagine if that happened today? People that lied to the Holy Spirit, there'd be a whole lot of dead folk in church right now. Let me give you three very important facts in my closing here. Number one, God's word is inherent truth. In other words, there's no error found in it. And we must accept God's word as absolute as true believers and followers of Christ. 
second Timothy three sixteen says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We have to know what the word of God says in order for us to teach effectively in order to reprove and correct those that are in error. That's going against God's word. The second one is our obedience to God's word must be above reproach because we are commanded to follow him. And in following him, one must be obedient. John 14, 15. If you love me, he says, keep my commandments. If you love God, you'll keep his commandments. You will keep the word of God so close in your heart that if anything that comes your way that is not approved by his word, that is not according to his word, you'll know it and you won't do it. First John 5, 3 says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments, the word of God is not burdensome. People say, it's, it's, it's too much to follow. It's so much in his word. It can't keep all of it. It's not burdensome. If you're doing what's right, it comes easy. It's only when you're doing wrong that it comes hard. It's hard to kick against the prick. Second John 1, 6, this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it, walk in the ways of God, walk in his truth. The third one is, and for any reason whatsoever, God's word is not to be compromised for anyone. Deuteronomy 17, 11 says, according to the sentence of the law in which they instruct you, according to the judgment which they tell you, you shall do. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left from the sentence which they pronounced upon you. And Proverbs 24, 7 says, wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. And Revelations 3, 15, I know your works, that you are neither cold or hot. I could wish you were hot or cold. We need to be hot or cold. We need to be hot. We don't need to be cold for God. We need to be on fire for God. Are you one that has compromised your walk with Christ? Have you compromised your faith in God's word? Are there things that you do that would question your walk in Christ? Do you allow things to happen to accommodate other people's desire rather than God's desire? If you answered any of these questions, yes. You are in danger of being separated from God and being separated from God means eternal damnation. Isaiah said it best when he said, but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear are you in a place to where you can't hear God? Has he hidden himself from you because of the sin in your life? Would you like to stop compromising your walk and live in a consistent life in God? God will help you in this process of living a saved life. And he will help you in not compromising your walk. But you have to have faith and be obedient to his word. Would you pray this prayer? And when you pray this prayer, I want you to believe it. But only if you're ready to say yes to Jesus right now. If you're ready to say yes to Jesus right now, then I want you to pray this prayer 
Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin, and I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now, and I ask you to forgive me. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and be made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and I confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I believe that you've heard my prayer. I believe that you have forgiven me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, as declared in Galatians 2.20. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. And I believe that right now I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway of Christ. Write to me, share your story of faith, and let me know that you said yes to Jesus. You can email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. I would also like to take this time to say thank you to those for partnering with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry regularly. Your generous giving allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. If you're not a partner and would like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash Ministry. And to receive a copy of my new book, Pathway to Christ, you can go to Amazon and purchase it there. Or if you would like a personally autographed copy, you can go to paypal.me forward slash Malachi 660 slash 12. And what that will do is put you on a list for me to be able to autograph those books and have them sent out to you. We'll even pay the shipping for you. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on LWM Podcast each week. And remember, God loves you and we do too. This concludes our podcast for today. Through one podcast at a time, we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems. Remember to love God, love yourself, and love others. Thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Pastor Malachi.